as uh, I was preparing for this, I've written about five sermons. Um, different things just kept flowing, and, and so I never know what message you might get this morning. But my prayer is, is that it will be the message that God intends for you to receive. The cross. Do we live like we get it? What exactly does that mean? Do we get it? Do we get the cross? And as I began to consider and pray about what verses to use for that, Ephesians 5 came to mind when it talks about being imitators of God and to live a life of love. And as I began to reflect upon that scripture, a particular person came to mind. And this was a lady that was a school teacher, elementary school teacher, and I volunteered in her classroom one afternoon a week, probably 10 years ago now. My stepdaughter was um, at a school where some of the children were kind of rough, kind of like you'd walk through the hallways and you would see the principal restraining a child in the hallway. So I never was sure if I volunteered just out of the protection of my own stepdaughter or if it was in the goodness of my heart that I wanted to, to go and help these students. I'm still not sure about that. But I'm glad that I went because Miss Scurry, who was the teacher that I volunteered with, within the first five minutes of meeting Miss Scurry, you knew something was different about her. She had the love of Christ. That just kind of exuded out of all her pores. And I was really thankful that Miss Scurry was the teacher in which I got to help. Because what I began to observe the first few weeks were pretty rough in the classroom. I learned some new words. <laughs> you know what I mean by that? I had to go home and like wash out my brain. And... Um, I learned how disrespectful young children could be to one another and to teachers and to those in authority. But I also watched Mrs. Scurry. Now, I walked down the halls of that school and I would hear teachers yelling at the children. There would be behavior charts, children being sent to the principal's office. But none of that happened in Mrs. Scurry's classroom. She was so kind she was so gracious to these children. And this transformation began to happen in the classroom. The students began to imitate Mrs. Scurry. All of a sudden, they were speaking kindly to one another. They were being obedient. They wanted to be as close to Mrs. Scurry as possible. When she needed a volunteer, hands went up. And they really, truly began to imitate the love that they experienced from Mrs. Scurry. And I wonder today, as we consider who we are imitating what we might discover. So look with me at Ephesians 5, 
page 951 in your pew Bible. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us a fragrant offering, a sacrifice to God. Okay? You guys can do that, right? Sounds easy. Now let's go back up to, uh, since verse 1 starts with therefore, we know something preceded it. And let's look at verse 31 that says, Put away from you all bitterness, wrath, anger, wrangling and slander, together with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as Christ, as God in Christ has forgiven you. So, any questions there? Everybody doing that? <laughs> I think that's, that's kind of tough. And I didn't hear anybody say, yes, we are doing it, because I said... If anyone said, yes, we got that gene, we were going to dismiss the, it's raspberry chip for this week on the graphic and we'd go have ice cream somewhere. But since it seems like we might struggle in being able to do those things, we're going to unpack that a little bit. Will you pray with me? Father, we, uh, we so want to live the life in which you've called us to live. And Lord, we know that that is tough. And yet, God, I think in your word, you show us. You show us. And so, Father, as um, your words are spoken today, as we read from your word, that God, I pray that you will just touch the hearts of those that are listening. And Father, your transforming grace will be ever so present, speaking to the hearts. And we ask this in Jesus' name. For a moment, I want us to consider the product shrink wrap. This is a great theological point here, okay? So don't miss it. Don't miss it. Now, inside this package that has shrink wrap on it is a yo-yo. And we know that shrink wrap fits around things closely. We know that it protects. And the product is not going to go anywhere if it's inside of shrink wrap. And so I ask today, and what we're going to be exploring is what's inside of our shrink wrap? And what do we need to be able to pierce through the shrink wrap? Because this particular one is pretty tough. And I wonder if the shrink wrap in our own lives are pretty tough. So we know that if we were the creator of the yo-yo, we would want to be able to see the yo-yo functioning 
as a yo-yo, right? And so, yeah, I was going to try to practice, you know, around the world and stuff like that, but not going to do that. But we know that if it remains in the shrink wrap, it will never get to be a yo-yo. And so we've got to consider what we were designed for, what the truth of what a yo-yo is. Or in our case, I'm not calling y'all yo-yos either, (laughs) What, what God has called us to be. And so in his word, he talks about that we are beloved children. That's nice, isn't it? Now, do you often feel like his beloved children? Not really. Thank you, Michael. So sometimes we feel like beloved children, and sometimes we don't. And what stands in the way of us knowing that we are his beloved children? Because it tells us right there in his world, we are beloved children. So that is a truth that God has for us. And yet we allow our shrink-wrapped worlds to forget the truth that we are beloved children. He also gives us what our purpose is. There's lots of classes, isn't there? Lots of classes out there that we are to discover what our purpose is. No, I'm not dishing any of those things, okay? But I want to make it really, really simple today what our purpose is. And this is true of anybody. It doesn't matter what your Myers-Briggs profile is. Doesn't matter what your gifts of the Holy Spirit are. None of those things matter. Because our purpose is to live a life of love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. Does anybody feel relieved? All this searching that you've been doing and now you know what your purpose is. And I think one of the key elements is that we've got to stay focused on that is our original design. That is our original design. And so to begin to allow the truth to become something that pierces the shrink wrap. But we know we have barriers, right? We know we sometimes have that barrier of not fully embracing the truth of who we are and who Christ is. And so I thought the best way for us to really discover what our our shrink-wrapped worlds really look like is that we're going to do a little experiential exercise today. Don't worry. It's nothing too weird. I'm going to have you think about the last 48 hours of your life. How's everyone's memory these days? I'm going to have you think about the last 48 hours. Now, the good news is we have not followed any of you around, and we are not going to show a clip on the screen of the last 48 hours. Probably some of you are very thankful for that, myself included. So... 
But I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to begin to think about the last 48 hours of your life. And I'm going to ask you some questions to consider about those last 48 hours that may help us to identify what are the barriers that stand in the way of us fully living the life God's called us. So the first question is, over the last 48 hours, where did you seek to find joy? What worries and anxieties stole your joy? What did you seek to satisfy your heart? What gave you your identity? How often did your own wants and desires Control your thoughts and behaviors. Ouch, I say to that one. And what role did sin play in your life? You can open your eyes. Don't want anyone napping off on me here. So, what did your last 48 hours show you? I had someone from the first service say, I'm glad you chose the last 48 hours. I was pretty good. Um, (laughs) Kind of missed the point of the exercise, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) Glad that I got a report. She was good. Were you able to identify what your heart longed for? Were you able to identify the worries and the fears and the anxieties that tend to shrink wrap your world to the point when it is so shrink wrap, we become so self-focused. We look so inward at our own wants and desires that we are missing the greater kingdom. We're missing the, the purpose that we have. Did you notice the role that sin played in your life? We're all sinners, by the way, in case if you were wondering. Um, if, if no sin played in the last 48 hours, I want to meet you after the service. Because that's amazing, because you might be Jesus. Um, so... So, so let's be real. We, we have sin in our life. And doesn't sin just shrink wrap even more? It just keeps shrink wrapping. Now, I'm, not, I'm no scientist or engineer or whoever created shrink wrap. But I understand that when there is heat placed on the shrink wrap, it forms it to the size of 
the object in which it's containing. And so we know that our fears and our anxieties and our own wants and desires and our sin tend to really shrink wrap our lives. And yet we look at these verses that reminds us of the ultimate love that God had for us. And so what is it about that love? What is it about that offering, that sacrifice on the cross that can help pierce through our, our shrink wrap? We know Jesus was pierced in many places, wasn't he, when he died on the cross? And so where can we allow our world's to begin to get pierced so that shrink wrap can begin to be pulled off. And I think we have to begin at that place of grace. What does grace do? I saw what grace did in Miss Scurry's classroom. That she showed them grace And as I often said, she loved them into obedience because of that grace that only came from God through her. So grace tends to tear down our self-focus. Grace tears down that self-defensiveness because when we're wrapped in our worries and our sins, boy, we become really defensive, don't we? We don't want anybody poking at our shrink wrap. And it breaks through that self-protection that we so often want around us because of the hurts, because of the pain in our life. We think if we shrink wrap, we're going to be okay. And if we shrink wrap, What are we missing out on? We're missing out on that grace and on that love that Christ showed us on the cross. And I think about the only way for us to really, really allow ourselves to be pierced holes through that shrink wrap is that we've got to also discover the intimacy with Christ. When I asked those questions about the last 48 hours, could you say there was nothing more my heart longed for than to be to know God more? That that was the first thing on your heart that you just wanted to know him more that you wanted to be with him. You wanted to experience all that he has for you, all that grace, all that love. And that means we've got to be able to spend that time with him. And I don't mean, you know, you got to sit down and say, now is my quiet time and I'm going to pray for this person, this person, this person. And I'm going to ask God about this, this, and this because I need da-da-da-da-da-da-da. 
Now, we know God cares about every detail of our life, and he wants to know what's on our hearts. But have you just stopped to listen? When you think about intimacy with someone, that intimacy means you know them. You know them. You enjoy, you desire to be with them. And most of all, you're willing to be vulnerable. You're willing to allow yourself to come out of your shrink wrap and truly be who you are. So are we desiring God in that way? Are we listening? Are we being vulnerable with him? You know, you often hear people say, God already knows, and he does. He already knows us from the inside out. He knows our sins. He knows our fears. He knows our anxieties. So why don't we just tell him? When I work with couples, I often hear, now usually it's the wife saying this about the husband, that I just want him to know me. I just want him to know me. And what the heart, what the cry of the heart is, is I want him to be close to me. I want him to listen and to be vulnerable with me. And so that's what God wants with us. And I think if we truly allow his truth and his grace and his love pierce through that shrink wrap that we have around our lives, we want that too. Kind of the cool thing is, is that even within our own little shrink-wrapped worlds, God's still there. Because we know God is residing in us. And so as much as we want to try to wrap our world, guess what? He's there. He's there. But the thing I want you to really, really think about today is where do you need to be poked? Where do you need to be pierced? We know that some shrink wrap is easy to poke through. And some shrink wrap is really hard. And God wants it all. And his love and his truth and his grace can pierce through no matter how hard, no matter how confined and tight that shrink wrap is around your world, he can pierce through that. Do you want him to do that? Do you want him to pierce through so that we can become imitators of him? We can truly walk in that place and function as his beloved children that we can live in love. And that as we consider the ultimate sacrifice, 
the fragrant offering, the sweet aroma that filled the heavens. Are our lives a sweet aroma to him? Are our lives a sweet aroma to those around us? Will you pray with me? Oh, Father, we want to be a sweet aroma. And God, I, I uh, lift up my own shrink wrap and I lift up the shrink wrap of, of each person in this room today. And Father, we know there's nothing more that you want to do is to pierce that shrink wrap. To be able to break through those places in our lives that we are holding so dearly so that, God, you can work in that place. And, God, I pray that we will become imitators of you. And that, Father, that we can live that life of love. And that, Father, it's because of us imitating you, not because it's a checklist of things your word tells us, but because we know the creator intimately, that we can walk in that place of freedom. And, Lord, I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.